Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Walker McKay. Today, I have as my guest, Livy Redden, who is awesome. I can't wait to read you her profile. But we're going to talk today. The reason I want you to listen um, is why mindfulness and healing matter in sales and business. Why mindfulness and healing matter in sales and business. And my guest is freaking awesome. I'm going to read you her um, read you her biography. 20-year-old Livy Redden is a podcast host, mindset educator, entrepreneur, and writer. Through her social platforms such as TikTok, where she has over 70,000 followers, her global virtual book club, and her book dropping in early 2022, she teaches teens and 20-somethings how to intentionally design their life through the power of emotional intelligence, mindfulness, and accountability. So, I don't know if you heard this right. Livy is 20 years old. I did not know that. She invited me to be on her podcast a couple of days ago. We had a great time. And she has maturity way beyond her years. So y'all, let's let's listen up and uh, give her a big old welcome. Bevy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Walker's awesome. We had a really good time recording my podcast. So I think this is going to be a really good episode. It was super freaking fun. I loved it too. So take a yeah, minute. A and it, well, take two minutes, right? Because it probably shouldn't take you long. This is only 20 years old. And tell us the story of how did you become um, Livy Redden with 70,000 TikTok followers, a book coming, and a whole bunch of other programs? Right. How'd I mean, you do that? A, What's your story? What is my story? So I, um, to make it cliff notes, I... Um, grew up in a family, uh, where we had to have a lot of deep conversations from an early age. Cause my dad got terminally ill when I was 11. And so oh. I think there was, a, a big, a big growing up moment since I was a child. And, you know, I was always that kid that was like, you have an old soul, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's also like trauma. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh um, my God. And, um, and so I started getting into personal growth stuff since like when I was like 12. At age 12. And All right, let me um, stop for a second. Do, yeah. you have, do you have siblings? Do you have siblings? One. Brothers, sisters? One? Older. Oh, okay. Older, Sister. Okay. She's How much older? 24. Uh, so she, she's like much years, older than you. Three and a half. She's 25% older than uh, you at this yeah. point. Okay. And so you started getting into self-help mindfulness. What did you find at age 12 that resonated with you about self-help? What was the book or what was the thing? I mean, I, there was, there's one story in specific. I mean, I was like a chicken noodle soup fan, you know, I love to read the chicken noodle soup books. And, um, I, uh, there's one specific story that like hooked me and I was actually, I write about this in my book, but I was sitting in the Salt Lake city airport. And I was going on my first flight by myself. I think I was 13. And I read this book. I have no idea who wrote it. I have no idea what the book is. 
And I put in my book, I was like, if this story is from you, please contact me because I have no idea. I have no idea who you are. And um, it was a story about um, a guy. He was an author. And essentially, he um, he was at a convention where he was um, trying to get his book published. And what he did was he went and took a seat up on the stage where like the big authors were. And he looks to the security guard and he was like, sorry, I'm late. Uh, And even though he wasn't supposed to be there, he was like a little guy. And he just, he saw an empty desk and he took the seat and he was like, sorry, I'm late. Um, uh, There was traffic. And the security guard looked at him and was like, okay. And he got published that day. And it was like, and he went back the following year. He was in the same spot and he was actually supposed to be there had to talk wow. with that same security guard and the security guard was like, um, I knew you weren't supposed to be there. I just liked that you had the initiative to take the seat. I um, freaking love that. And that, that one story that I read when I was 13 has been like one of my main, uh, like motivators throughout my whole life. Like I have take a seat on my mirror. I talk about it in my book. I Ooh. love, I love that story. Um, I embroidered it onto a into a frame on my wall. Uh, Come on, I just love right, so, it. So, <laughs> so give me an, give me an example of how you have done that in your life. Yeah, and I think I think uh, of course I was lucky to have um, parents that really wanted me to uh, grasp opportunity, and they cheered me on, uh, especially my mom, and. Uh, so when I see opportunity, I take it. So 2020, I uh, it's about almost like early 2020, so almost two years ago, uh, I stopped going to college, uh, even though I was on a full ride and some people didn't want me to. Uh, and I started my podcast because I loved podcasts and I had always wanted to write a book. So I started writing my book um, and I started my business doing back then I was doing back then. Uh, yeah, way back then. <laughs> yes. half ago. Way back then, I was doing podcast yes. production for companies. And then and then I started doing what I do now, which is uh, writing and marketing for coaches. And then I do my stuff on the other side with mindset and mindfulness. Um, and that's where I'm at now. Yeah, it's freaking cool. It. So, so tell me something. So you're into this, um, you have embraced and, and just from our conversations, I know that you're actually... Um, your mindset, your, um, your whole aura about you is so positive and so strong. Um, what's, what's, is the hardest thing that you have to go through to keep that, that your mindset, the way you have, what, what's the hardest thing that you've got to overcome maybe every day? We talked about this a little bit. I don't know if it was on the podcast or after when we were recording for mine, but, um, I think constantly aligning yourself is really tough for anybody. Uh, and I talk a lot about living in alignment. Um, and what I think. What does that mean for my listeners that wouldn't know what that means? And I'm not so sure I know right. exactly what that means. What does that mean? Yeah. So I think living in alignment takes a few things. I think in order for you to live in alignment, you have to heal from your past because if you are. Mm. Uh, not healed. You're living in your past. And that is, I'm not going to get into the neuroscience of that, but I also am really interested in neuroscience. But there's essentially your brain is also 
if you don't rewire it, it is wired as your past self. And if you aren't, if you aren't, uh, and when you heal, your brain physically rewires. And so if you aren't healing from your past, you are physically living in your past. It's not just like a saying. Um, and so I think healing is one thing you have to do to live in alignment Two, I think you need to know where your non-negotiables are. Uh, and I think that is for life, for business, you have to know where you mm-hmm. won't budge, uh, where your mm-hmm. core values are. Like one of the values I hold really dear, dearly is honesty. I will not budge on honesty. Mm-hmm. If I have to lie to do anything, I'm out. I'm not doing Don't it. Don't want to do it. Um, yeah. and, and I think those things encapsulate living in alignment. I also think, uh, with emotional intelligence, improving your emotional intelligence, your ability to understand your own emotions, other emotions, other people's emotions to communicate. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I think that allows you to live in alignment because it allows you, once you learn about your own emotions and how to convey them and how to create healthy relationships, you're able to live more as your full self, your loving self, um, and you're able to uh, attract better people that are aligned with you into your life. And you're allowed to, you're able to create a life that's more aligned with you um, because you know how to express how you feel. And, and you, that doesn't scare you. Um, and so I tell me something that, so how would somebody things. on, how would somebody uh, who maybe has never heard this term before, who's not familiar with that, how would they recognize whether they are in alignment or out of alignment? How would somebody, I guess it takes a certain amount of self-awareness to start with, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so how would would somebody recognize? Right. I think that's a good question. I I mean, I'm not going to act like I know everything because sometimes... Uh, Come on, I damn think, it! You've been on the planet for twenty a- years. You surely you've learned. Come on! <laughs> you don't know I've got shoes. I've got shoes uh, older than you. So keep talking. I've got shoes older than you. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I think you. The first answer that I think of is you just kind of know. Like I think you know when you're off and when you feel off mm-hmm. and when you feel unfulfilled and when you feel unhappy. I think what yeah. I think you know if you are willing to pause for a moment and listen to your body. But the real mm-hmm. trick, the real question is how do I hone the courage to act on it and change mm-hmm. it and listen to my to what my body is trying to tell me. So how did you do that? Yeah. How did you how do, did that? I do that? How did you I find the say, courage? Yeah, how did you do that? Or how do you do that, I right? Because say, it takes that every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I just I constantly try and remind myself of the big picture and mm-hmm. I I just figure I would rather live in the alignment than the latter. Like even though mm-hmm. it's hard, um mm-hmm. I think not being who you are and not showing up as yourself is even harder. Yeah. Well, so, where's you down? Why would I do that? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I would think yeah. what you're saying is that um, if you feel unfulfilled in your career or your life, if you are not, um, not feeling joy, if you are not, um, if you feel like you're not growing as a person, right? Then maybe those are some symptoms or signs that maybe you're not living in alignment. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
A hundred percent. Like, I mean, that was a big reason why I left college. Cause I was like, this doesn't feel like me. I know there's, I have this other opportunity coming my way and my body and, and whether or not you believe in spirituality, uh, that's a part of my life. And I was like, and I feel like my spirit doesn't, is not loving this. Uh, and I like to fuel my spirit. And I was like, I'm going to peace out. I'm dipping and I'm going to do my thing. So, <clears throat> so let me hit on this. Cause I think it's a question. A lot of people my age um, think about with the college thing. Right. And it's, um, the cost of tuition is incredible these days, right? I've got a, um, I have a son at in college yeah. and the tuition over tuition over four years is a little over $200,000 plus beer money. Um, Damn. and, uh, and that doesn't that include crazy. spring break. It doesn't include spring break. It doesn't include any of that other shit or whatever. So, um, it's expensive as shit yeah. and it's something luckily I've been saving for, but you know, I keep, and <sighs> I guess I'm kind of a, uh, I believe it for other people, but maybe not for me. Um, I tell people, you know, gosh, if I took $200,000 and I told my son, I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred grand to start a business and I'll spend 50 grand on coaches in the next three years. Where would he be at the end of that time versus a college education? And I realized that the college is more, the college experience is more than just a classroom, right? There's all kinds of things Mm -hmm. that are learning and growing and meeting that happen. But, um, for sure. I mean, at some point there's gotta be a point where people say, this is too much. This doesn't make sense. Well, when you told your, your Mm -hmm. mom, well, your parent, your dad's still alive or has he passed away? He passed away. He passed away. What did your mom do? What's your yeah. mom's? What'd you say to your mom when you said I'm out of here? When I'm out of college, what did you say? I'm, I'm gonna drop out of college. What'd she say? Uh, she said okay. Um, I mean, okay. she we we've always had a really trusting relationship, and um, and I had she was her thought was also you know you worked super hard to have all your college paid for, like you worked your ass off for that are you sure? And so I took, I took a gap year. I applied and I said, Hey, would you hold my scholarships? I have this business going, let me show you. And they agreed. And so I was able to take a year to decide. Um, so technically this year was the year, uh, like mid this year where I, where I was really like fully out of college, uh, where Got I really it. lost so you all said the this scholarships. Is, my, gap is, my gap is going to be longer than a year. In other words, <laughs> Yeah. Do you think and you'll so, go back? You is it hard? That, is it kind of take those away? Is it hard? Is it yeah. Is it? Do you think you'll ever go back? I think I would. Like, I am no means a college hater. I I think it really yeah. depends on the person. Because, like you said, with your son, I think some people, uh, there's just such a variety of the way people are built and mentally wired. I think college yep. is great for some people. Um, I just don't think it was my thing. And, uh, I had the capability to be structured and I had opportunity coming to my life and it made sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think I would go back maybe for like to study neuroscience or psychology or something like that. Uh, or Mm -hmm. even, I don't know if I would go into the business school, into the business school like I was, um, 
Mm-hmm. But I think I would do something maybe, or maybe something a little more tactical, like journalism, so I could be a better writer, maybe even like mm-hmm. animation or design, so I could have more artistic skills. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's go back to this idea about mindfulness and healing. What's the, f- uh, the first step towards okay. mindfulness is, is what? Obviously, it's paying attention. But what is it? What, is, what does mindfulness mean? What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I think uh, it means to be present. You know, I had, I actually had uh, a little breakthrough a few days ago uh, in the past, you know, month I've been having like, I'm someone that struggles with anxiety. Uh, Me and Walker have talked about a little bit about this in the past. And I, um, we are, we are a few, we are fellow travelers on the anxiety trail. Mm. Yes. Love the anxiety trail. Uh, mm-hmm. didn't know, didn't really get diagnosed until, uh, a few years ago, like two years ago. And I've been having really bad bursts of anxiety the past like month, uh, right before I go to sleep. And I kept saying to myself, well, that burst of anxiety is just cause you are excited to work again tomorrow, which actually has happened before. Cause I do love what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. And I genuinely get excited like a kid. Uh, on Christmas Eve going to bed because I'm excited to get going again. And um, and I had a little come to Jesus moment <laughs> like two days ago. Uh, and I was like, the way you're lying to yourself, like it Ouch. is, this is not, this is not an, ex- this is not an excitement thing. You are right. like killing yourself. You need to, you need to chill out. Um, and it was just my body trying to tell me you haven't spent any time with us lately. Um, you Hmm. haven't, um, we need you and you haven't done any hobbies. You like, I can't remember the last time I didn't work all weekend. Uh, and it was my body telling me like, Hey, we're dying and we need you to do things that. Yeah. And, like the second I had that thought and took that moment to pause and really listen to my body as if it was like a little kid, like, Hey, I'm listening to you. Tell me what you're trying to tell me. Uh, it was like instant peace, like instant peace. And it was so, so, uh, just uplifting in that moment. Um, and I was just so grateful. And I think that's a part of mindfulness is the ability to give, your mind a moment to tell you what it wants. Otherwise it's going to keep hitting that anxiety button and you're going to be like, like what the hell is happening? I don't know what you want from me. And, and if you don't take that moment to pause that anxiety or that stress button is going to keep getting hit. And sometimes you need to take a moment and be like, and treat your mind as like a child, like, Hey, I'm listening to you. What do you want? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of mindfulness is just pausing, taking a second. Being to aware, pause. and 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 so mm-hmm. I think so many, so few. And I know I catch myself doing this too, right? A lot of people won't allow themselves to be bored anymore. They don't allow themselves to to <laughs> pause because we have these effing things, right? That you the addictive, right? the Apple, the uh, the the texter. The texture and the camera. Oh, yeah, it can be used as a telephone, too. Just nobody in your generation uses the damn telephone. They always just use the texture part. So (laughs) um, 
So what did you, so what did you do to get back in touch with your, you know, to, to say, how many, you, you said your body said, you haven't talked to me in a while. And I, what are you doing now to, to do that? What, what is your action? I made a plan. Uh, I thought to myself, okay, well, uh, what can I do to spend more time with just my body and my mind where I'm not constantly consuming content, whether that's on my phone or reading. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I was like, I thought to myself, well, you spent your whole life being active. You were an athlete your whole life. And suddenly you Mm -hmm. stopped. I haven't been, I haven't been meditating. I haven't been going to the gym. And I think, and so I started looking for, uh, like classes near me, like surf. I've been wanting to learn how to surf. So I looked up surf lessons Mm -hmm. and this sounds really cliche, but it matters. Uh, and so I just, my plan of action was, okay, I think my body wants to just do what it used to do. Uh, and so I found a few different classes that I'm going to start taking to have me be more active. Yeah. And so this is what you totally used to. Happy, but <laughs> I was healthy. <laughs> You're a healthy, right? And so, all right. So how does one go about, because you mentioned something very powerful this too, right? You really can't focus on mindfulness until you focus on healing. We've all got trauma in our past. Everybody mm-hmm. I know has over, has at least a million yeah. problems, right? And there are only so much bandwidth and time we have to address right. any of those things. So, how does one begin mm-hmm. healing? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways. I actually just gave uh, like a talk on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think healing, first and foremost, you have to uh, be, be able to say there's something wrong. Like something, this yeah. thing in my past right. is making me act out. Um, so first just becoming aware and allowing yourself to own it. Um, okay. and then I think, um, all right, let's stop, 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 stop for a second. That is, let me stop for a second. So you say, um, mm-hmm. acknowledge it, right. And you say, I'm going to allow myself mm-hmm. to a- acknowledge that's a thing. And so you say, all right, this is bothering me. Stop running. And then what? Stop running. Ah, stop hiding from it. Got it. So accept that that is something that yeah. has happened and is a part of your life. Has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think, uh, you know, I think the next step is to um, allow yourself to sit in those feelings. Uh, be like, you know what? I do actually feel pissed off that my parents got divorced or I feel pissed off that my husband or wife divorced me. It makes me feel angry. And I think sitting, Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to sit in that emotion in a safe space while you're by yourself will allow. And when I gave that talk about healing, I had a girl come up to me after and she said, I don't get why you said I need to sit in my emotions. I don't get it. And I love that she asked me that. And the reason you need to feel your emotions is that if you don't, your body will keep on sending those anxiety signals and it'll because at the end of the day, your body wants to keep you safe. It's like a survival organism, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. trying to help you. And if you don't say, hey, why are you sending me these angry triggers all the time when I see my ex-husband? 
<laughs> if you never <laughs> sit there for a second and think and say, uh, I hear you, it's always going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think telling your body that you hear it. And then after that, I think uh, then it's time to really unwrap stuff. And that's where therapy, journaling, meditation comes into place. And once you start really digging into what actually happened, into your emotions, that's when you start learning from your past and you can accept it because you've started to make it work for you. You find out where you learned and where you can benefit from it. And then you can start to move forward. Okay, cool. I was going to ask you where your thoughts were. It does make sense. I was going to ask you where your thoughts are about, um, about medicine, better living through chemistry. Um, what do you think about that? Ah. Yeah, I, uh, we also talked about this a little bit. Uh, I, I was anti anxiety medication for so long. Yeah, I grew up in sure. a family that was like, um, we're fighters. We don't need Jack. We're just gonna, uh, power through. And, yeah. um, I finally was like, you need, it's beyond just mental control and you, you taking yep. medication does not make you weak. Um, and I think there's so many places where we as humans think we're weak for, for needing other <sighs> people or make, mm. making it hard to break a habit. Like you're not weak. You're just a, one, you're a social being, you need people. And two, Sometimes your brain is just wired different. That's not even your fault. Uh, And it's okay. Yeah. So acceptance. Yeah. I love that. Um, Can I tell you a couple things that I've learned from you today that I think are super helpful and I want to make sure the OBS sales team hears this stuff. Um, You said something. You you Mm -hmm. really gave kind of advice for when you're having anxiety or you have healing to do. Um, and the first thing you said mm-hmm. was stop running, which is super powerful to me. Stop running, right? Face it. And then number two, you said, sit in your feelings, find a quiet place mm-hmm. and let those emotions roll through you. So you acknowledge it. And then this is the part that mm-hmm. I, I really love which you said, I hear you. You're not telling your, mm-hmm. yourself they're wrong. You're not telling her, forget it. You're not saying, get that out of your brain or F you. Or shut up. It's, I hear you, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a matter yeah. of acceptance, right? Yeah. It's a, and it's an acceptance of ourselves, which of course is the beginning to healing, mm-hmm. for goodness sake. So that's really great. I really appreciate yeah. that. Um, Libby, yeah. I, you're a fascinating person and, and have uh, wisdom <laughs> way beyond your 20, and surely it's 20 and a half. Are you 20 and a half yet? I turn I turn 21 in like two months. Okay, good. So you're almost 21. I can feel better about that now. So you've got a lot of wisdom for somebody your age um, and a lot of experience. And so um, there are going to be people in this audience that want to talk to you. How, how would somebody find you, Livy, if they want to want to hook up? Excuse me, want to have a conversation with you, see yeah. if you could help them or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. First, there's one other thing I want to say, if that's okay. Bring it. Uh, to put a bow on it. Okay. Yep. I 
to wrap up with what Walker said at the beginning, why healing and mindfulness matters in your business is that truly you need to be in a better state of being to get to the doing. It's going to be really hard to uh, reach your goals and know what goals are actually things you want to achieve if you're not in a good state yourself. And, and you, need to, you need to figure out how to be in a better place. And it sucks, and it's really hard, and it hurts. But man, yep. is it so good for you. Um, Amen, so I to say that. sister. Uh, Amen, sister. Thanks. Before doing. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for bringing uh, us home and making me. that thing make sense. Yeah, where do we find you? Yeah, where to find me? Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, which is just at Livy Redden, L I V I R E D D E N. And then also my email is just Livy Redden at gmail.com. So that's me. Libby, that's awesome. No BS sales team. I hope you heard, I hope you took notes and I hope that if you are one out there who struggles like I do, and maybe Libby does with anxiety or depression or any of those other things that you can maybe take some of those steps to get started and then get some help somewhere. Cause there's lots of, there's books out there. There are people mm-hmm. you talk to, they're therapists and it's, uh, it's, uh, one of the most important things you'll do. Um, if you like this podcast today, I ask that you, if you have not yet, please subscribe. Give me five stars. I'm competitive, right? I want to win. Give me five stars. Give me a good review. Um, and if you, some people have asked me, how do I do that? If you go to the main page for my podcast, right on, on Apple, wherever you listen to it and just scroll down, it'll say subscribe and it'll say, you know, rate, put a, put a thing. If you'll do that, that'd be great. Um, I've gotten, I get I don't know, a couple of emails a week from people who are sharing, you know, saying what they learned or having questions. I love that. Please continue. It's walker at walkermckay.com. Livy Redden, thank you so much for being a guest on this show. I'm so glad we've gotten to be friends, and I know people are going to learn some stuff from this show. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here, Livy. Thank you. You're the best. Thanks for having me.